everybody, welcome to Hebsey on Sports, episode number, Lyle Alzado, Tony Gabriel, Dick Shafrath of the Cleveland Browns of my youth, and Ray Bork. Bork! Scott! Bork! That's all I remember. Bork! Scott! I'm your host, Mark Hepsher. Today on the show, what's the strangest, most disturbing thing you've ever seen a minor hockey parent do? I once saw a guy unzip his fly in the arena parking lot and urinate all over the referee's car in minus 20 degree temperatures because the ref called a penalty on his kid that led to the winning goal. All right, the segment is called Minor Hockey Confidential and it's sponsored by Titan Blades. Titan Blades? Do you know which skate blades Austin Matthews was wearing when he scored career goals number 100 and 101 in Vegas last night? Titan Blades. That's right. I'm not making this up, folks. If they can make Austin Matthews better, they're going to make you or your kid better, too. If I told you that Kawhi Leonard might not be a Raptor next year, but Pascal Siakam will be, and he's only going to get better, would you be okay with that? I mean, the guy set a personal best with 45 the other night. He might end up as good, if not better, than Kawhi. Hebsey, what are you saying? Are you nuts, Hebsey? Kawhi is, there's no way that, he's what, 24? He's just coming, it's his third full season he's got two seasons and 50 some odd games under his belt you're nuts you're out of your mind are you out of your mind Hebsey nobody's gonna be that good no one will ever be really what was Kawhi like in his second or third year was he kind of like yes so stop it what are the Leafs gonna do with Caspi Kapanen what if this guy's better than all of them like what if he's gonna be better than Marner and Matthews and Tavares and Nylander and and all of them this kid, I'm telling you, if ifs and buts, he's the Pas- he's the Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Where did he come from? Wow, guy's got some wheels on him. Uh, baseball spring training's begun, and I'm convinced that the owners are colluding to keep Bryce Harper and Manny Machado on the sidelines instead of uh, signing huge free agent deals. That's what I think, and. It's all coming up on the show. But first, your trivia question brought to you by Panthers Original Deli on Bathurst Street, north of the 401. The Toronto Maple Leafs have had six goaltenders. The Toronto Maple Leafs have had six goaltenders who caught with their right hand. Can you name three of them? Come on, Leaf fans. Oh, I know Leaf trivia better than anybody. I know everything about the Leafs. Go ahead. Just name three of the six. One's in the Hall of Fame. One should be in the Hall of Fame. And the other four were... Well, anyway. <laughs> All right? Just name three Leaf goalies that caught with their right hand. And if you're looking for real deli food, hey, try Panzers on for size. It's a fabulous place, and the food is to die for. Try a fricassee platter, a kishka platter, uh, my favorite, Verston eggs. Party trays are plenty. Open seven days a week from 10 till 9. They're at 3856 Bathurst Street. Call Lorne at 416-636-1230. Make an order. Tell him Hebsey sent you. PantsersOriginalDeli.com. I wonder how many guys told their wives or girlfriends, hey, honey, would you like to go to Vegas for Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, we'll do some gambling. We'll see a couple of shows. We'll have a nice romantic dinner. Oh, 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 and the Leafs are playing there against the Golden Knights. Oh, I didn't mention that to you when we were on the plane. You know, nothing says I love you more than tickets to a Leaf game on the road. Leaf Nation is suddenly becoming like the, just like the Jays, actually, on the road. They travel very well. 
It's easy to spot Leaf Nation. You know that, huh? It's the city because the Raptor fans are doing it too. Like I think Torontonians just they back their teams. Wait a second. You labor under the misconception <laughs> that they're all Torontonians. We'd like to think that way because we're from Toronto and you're Toronto, Mike, but that's not there from all over. In fact, I'll bet if you sampled many of those who were in the crowd at Vegas, they're they're residents of that area. They're Canadians. Uh, tr- you mean like uh, expats? These are expats. Well, I don't know if they're... Uh, if, look, some are there on holidays, like I right. suggested. Come on, honey, we're going to go to... Look, I saw the schedule. Um, and I know people that went last year when... Uh, I mean, to, just to Vegas games, never mind that the Leafs were there. But imagine, that's part of your road trip. It's perfect. Valentine's Day, Vegas, Leafs, when? It was perfect. Um, and there were, I would say, 50-50. F- I'd, say, I'd say 50% Leaf jerseys. Wow. It was wild. You, but it, but you, you didn't stay up. I don't see. A, no, uh, I fell asleep uh, in the thir- first period. What am I talking to you for? <laughs> you? I'm actually excited to hear your oh. uh, thoughts on oh, the game you're, because you're going to find out rare, about the game from me. Yeah, I'm going to find out the game. All right. Well, let you. me tell you. Well, sit back, Mike, and listeners, and here's what happened. Uh, there were tons of Leaf jerseys last night in Las Vegas, and uh, they, the fans must have painted the town blue and white when all was said and done. Or at least Leaf fans would have painted the town beige. If it's Vegas, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just before Morgan Riley broke a 3-3 tie in the third period, an amber alert flashed in red on my TV screen, loud as all get out. So loud. At the, least you were awake. The, I was. I'm, yeah, but no, no. The Leafs are pressing here. Right, right, right. It's a tie game. It's 3-3. We're in the third, midway through the... Oh! I got it. Listen, I understand. Okay, if it's my kid, you know, I want everyone in the world to know right. that there's, there's a problem that... Uh, my child's been abducted. But this, in fact, was from an earlier Amber Alert, and it says the child has been found. So now you're alerting me that the child's been found. Yeah. Okay, and now it says, and then at the bottom it says to exit this, press exit. So I'm fumbling for the remote to hit exit because the Leafs are, right. right? And I can't see, I'm sure other people were exactly the same as me at the exact same time. You were sleeping. Many were. I, I was watching the game. But anyway, I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm not going screw the Amber Alert. I'm going, I got the Leaf game. Also, I don't, that wording gives totally you kind of a false hope because the wording of that alert makes you think, okay, this child's okay. Exactly. And exactly. then they should say basically the alert's over See, or I would, ended. Yeah, and, and it shouldn't be really loud and it should be sort of up in the corner of the thing saying, uh, alert's been a little flashing things so as, not, so as not to interrupt the game. Okay, I said it. Okay, I said it. Careful, so as not to interrupt the game, <laughs> you could, if you were saying, if the child had been found, it's good news. Anyway, here's what I'm trying to say. From that good news that the young child had been found just in time, Morgan Riley scores the go-ahead goal. So, like, Amber Alert, loud, oh, my God, hit exit, one steamboat, two steamboat. He scores! Morgan Riley. So I'm like, this is great. Nothing but good news. The child's been found. And Riley, seconds later, as if, as if in his helmet they went, they found the kid. Scores for the Leafs. Did you not get that? It was a beautiful thing. That's, that's the way I was feeling at whatever time it was. Although then Midnight you, or so we've learned, of course, that uh, the child was found dead. Very right. sad. Yes. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and again, that's tragic. Terrible. But I'm glad the Leafs, uh, so the Leafs won last night. Yeah, the Leafs won. Okay. And it was, it, it was dramatic in many ways for the viewer. And listen, for, and you know what's been going on. People have just been, everyone's been commenting on that Amber Alert going off and and if, anyway, so um, good news because Morgan Riley keeps up this pace. He's got 57 points in 57 games. A few minutes after he gives the Leafs the lead, Austin Matthews, who skates on Titan Blades, 
scored his second second goal of the game, 27th of the year, and the Leafs had another road win. Marner added a shorthander, beautiful feed from Connor Brown. Score, 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 score. Six, they pumped past Flurry, who seriously, Flurry, the score should have been 5 nothing at the end of the first period. They peppered him. He made some amazing stops. The Leafs have been getting a lot of shots on goal, like the real shots on goal, and also kind of fake shots on goal, like when they were at the Madison Square last time. But anyway, they... <laughs> They just come in waves. They come in waves. And like I said, Morgan Riley's going to win the Lady Bane Trophy, okay? Two points again last night and no penalty minutes. I, you know what? Could someone find out when the last time Morgan Riley had an actual penalty? I haven't gone that deep. But I mean, what's the record? Most consecutive games by a defenseman in the National Hockey League, okay, who plays um, at least, I don't know, 18 minutes a game. What's the record? Most consecutive games, no penalties. Would that not be a great stat? Could somebody suss that one out for me? Instead of the Leafs are one seventeen and two and trailing after two periods, and when they lead after two periods, they're seventeen one and two. Okay, enough with. Every that. time I see those stats wow. tweeted, I think about your uh, your desire for context. Come on, give me context. Here's context for you. Austin Matthews has 101 career goals. How many games did it take him to reach 100? 187 games. Is that good? Bad? Well, listen to this. There's a Hall of Famer by the name of Reg Noble. Uh, he played back in the teens and the 20s and the early 30s. He played for, like, the Toronto Arenas, Toronto St. Pat's. Now, back in those days, there was, like, four teams, one rink. You played the same other team, and the season was 20 games long. So this dude, I'm looking this up. This guy had 29 goals in 20 games his first year, and then he had 21 goals in 20 games the second. So after 40 games, he's got, like, 70 goals. Anyway, this dude, Reg Noble, who's in the Hall of Fame, had 100, it took him 122 games for 100 goals. But that's not really like the modern day record. It was like different in those days. And, and you know, the real record was like, uh, I think it was still apps. But anyway, so Mike Bossy uh, has the record. He scored his 100th goal in his 129th game. Tamu Solani scored his 100th goal in 134 games. Wayne Gretzky took 145 games to score his 100th NHL goal. It took Shane Doan over 500 <laughs> NHL games before he reached 100 goals. Five, I don't have the exact number. It's like the 500 club. Over 500 games to reach his 100th. I mean, he was a gray beard, and they finally get the puck for him. That's 100. Really? Uh, Mitch Marner, he's played 216 NHL games, 62 goals. Is that context? Yeah, that's, that's some context. Okay. I'm a little surprised uh, Gretzky took him 145 games, actually, but I guess... You know he, why? He just kept assisting. Well, he's such a selfish guy. Right, so self. He could have. Are you kidding me? Right. If Gretzky wanted to, he could have broken that record in in half that time if he just wanted to score. But the thing here's the thing with Gretzky. People say, "Oh, the great one, whatever." When you see highlights, if you didn't see him play, you really have no idea what kind of unbelievable vision mm. he had on the ice, and how he really, literally made his teams better, his players better. He was like, "Look, you just go to the net, Semenko, just go to the net." But you're, and I'll find you. Just keep your stick on the ice and. And, that, and he was phenomenal that way. But when you see the highlights, you see him cranking up that slap shot, beating Mike Vernon in the playoffs, and, and the beautiful moves. And all. Man, the guy could pass the puck. He was so adept. Remember this? His is like, office behind the net. He yes. was so adept. He, re, he did change the game. And that's why he's the greatest. And there's no doubt about that in my mind. And um, that's all there is. That's I mean, 50 there's context goals for it. Was a 39, 39 games. Think about that. It's ridiculous. There's your context right there. Uh, everything compares to Gretzky. <laughs> so now, here's what the Leafs are at. They're playing great. They're not going to win the division. They're going to either play Montreal or Boston. I'm rooting for Montreal. 
Oh, can we talk about that? Okay, wait, so, just wait. Okay, can well, I do, give me a chance just, when you're done. I'll your, give you uh, a chance. You'll get steal. your chance. You'll get your chance. And look, I'm concerned about the puck handling of Freddie Anderson, for example. As a puck stopper, he's superb. Sometimes he's otherworldly. But as a puck handler, it, it looks like he's trying to stick handle a live freaking gr- grenade. Do you see this guy? You weren't. You didn't see the game. Who am I talking to here? <laughs> Folks, when Freddie Anderson gets the puck, do you not go, no, God, no. Like Jonathan Bernier used to be that way. Remember? Right, yeah. Now, there's times where he gets the puck and it's like, ah, good for you, Freddie. You got out of the zone or you made the right play. But that, like last night, he's on his knees. He's got the puck covered up. Jake Gardner's three feet behind him behind the net. And the referee is going, move the puck. Right? Now, when the ref says it, it means if you don't move the puck, I'm going to give you a penalty for delay of game. He's not screwing around, right? This isn't like an insurance company. Oh, let the first accident go. He's saying, move the puck. You have to obey the ref. So he looks up at the ref, and the ref's going, move the puck. It's the second time. And then Jake Gardner's three feet away, and he softly gives it. By that time, one of the Vegas forwards has jumped in, takes the puck away, boom, empty net. And a couple of other times, he did the same thing, but he got away with it, Anderson. He got back in the net in time. I don't want to see a floppy goalie. I I don't want to see that. It's like in soccer. Stay on your line. Stay on. Don't be screwing around with it, please. Like you're not Martin Bordeaux out there. Because the last thing I want is for the Leafs to lose a playoff series on a goaltender's gaffe. Honestly, you don't want that. You don't want it for the fans. You don't want it for the goalie. You don't want that. That's the worst thing, man. When you think of goalie gaffes, you go, oh, remember so-and-so? Oh, yeah. Remember that goalie let in? the one? Oh, yeah. Yep. That was too bad. He was good before that, and then, oh, then that would happen. So you don't want that at all. So now you want to talk about the Habs? Yeah, I, I got to ask you something. So in the, yeah. the last episode, Go Friday, Hebsy on Sports, you made a comment, and it was something to the effect, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but it was something like, you'd rather face the Habs in the first round, even if that means you could lose the series, than play another team in the first round, and I think you said advance two rounds correct. or win two rounds. Correct. Either or. Correct. And I said something to the effect of, uh, no Leaf fan would take the risk of losing to the Habs versus a guaranteed, you know, right. first round win against another team. Right. Uh, and I tweeted about this, and some people thought you were off your rocker. Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, retort? Uh, I'll, here's how I'll retort. Suppose someone said to you, "Look, you can go see the Eiffel Tower, and it's been your dream to see the Eiffel Tower. Everyone that's been to the Eiffel Tower has told you how phenomenal it is. You've never experienced before. They've experienced it. Visceral. Got that?" Yep. Not secondhand or through pictures. You've been there. And someone says, well, you could go to the Eiffel Tower, but I mean, that, I'm sorry, that's all I can do for you. I mean, you might, the weather might be okay, but it's probably going to rain. But still, that's what you get. Or, or, tell you what, you can go to the Trevi Fountain, you can go to the Acropolis, and I'll tell you what, we'll throw in the pyramids. And you go... I really, really want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to experience it. I've heard from other people that those experiences are okay. But you know what? I also heard that it was heartbreaking for the pyramids. <laughs> kind of like the Boston Leaf series back. You know what I mean? Right. You want to experience something that's never that has not been experienced in years. You're now that has <laughs> that has the incredible potential to be something that you think, oh, it's gonna be yeah, not just the entire country. Battle lines will be drawn, religious, provincial. And you don't think the rest of the hockey world's going, Toronto versus Montreal? Holy cow. I wonder what that's going to be like. So I'm just going to tell you this right now, Mike. Unless you're telling me they're going to win the Stanley Cup, I'll take a Toronto-Montreal series. And yes, a loss for the seven games of utter 
joy, and experience, and roller coasters of emotions that you will never experience. You'll never have another opportunity. Have I you- don't care if it's the Jays and Expos in whatever year. Pick a year. I don't care what it is. If it's Toronto, Montreal in hockey, in the playoffs, forget the cup front, in, up, in a round of the playoffs, it will be unbelievable. And to not have that for another stinking series against Boston or Buffalo, I'll take Montreal and I'll even take the loss in seven games because I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I don't care about the freaking Acropolis. Hebsy, your analogy sucks, and here's why. The <laughs> Eiffel Tower, in your analogy, the Eiffel Tower is the goal. That is the goal. In, my, in, the, in the Leaf season, the goal is the Stanley Cup. Do you realize how starved for success right. Leaf fans are in 2019? We'll take any team to get a series win. We're looking for a cup here, but we haven't won a series since 2004. See, but look, listen to how you're talking. You're talking about a series. You're saying, let's take, let's, let's take what are we talking about, seven games here, Mike? How are the games going to go? Have you figured that out yet? You're just talking about the series in general. Listen to how obtuse... Let's get out of the first round. Listen to how obtuse (laughs) your thoughts are here. I'm talking about an experience that will never happen again. I say, go for it. Here's your risk. Here's the downside. It wasn't... The weather was bad. I didn't get the desired (laughs) result so that I could go to my next great thing. But what I experienced was something that's going to eventually... When I do win the Stanley Cup, that's still going to live with me. That's all I'm saying, Mike. It's all I'm saying. You want the experience. Did your team win? No, but man, what a series. Was it a heartbreak? Sure, it was a heartbreak. But, but tell me about the series. Oh, my God. It was the greatest 11 days as a hockey fan I've ever spent. It was all Montreal, Toronto. That's all anyone talked about. We lived it. We breathed it. Every, every shift, everything was broken down. And the Leafs lost, and we're all miserable. But please, but continue. what if they win? Okay. But what if they would I'll win? I'll take the win over the Sabers. What? Anyway, Leafs are off team. to Leafs are off to Phoenix, and uh, I'm sure all these guys who took their girlfriends to Vegas stuck around. Probably got married and said, "Honey, have you ever been to Phoenix before?" Because the Leafs are playing. Anyway, and that's what's going to happen tonight. Anyway, let's get on to something else here. Pascal Siakam will not be in Charlotte for the All Star festivities this weekend. But here's betting that starting next season, he'll be a regular attraction at the All Star game for like decades. This guy is having a fantastic, a breakout year. We knew he was a good player, right? But consider this. Mm-hmm. Entering his third NBA season, the 24-year-old Siakam had a career high of 20 points. His career high to start the season was 20. I'm looking at the media guy. It's like, you know, and I'm going, that's all right. You know, you're a part-time player. 20 points. This year so far, he's eclipsed his career high seven times. So he went from 20 to 22 to 24 to 28 to 34. Last week, 33. This uh, last night, the other night, 45. Incredible. 45. 40, I think it was 44. 44. No Kawhi Leonard. No Kawhi, who had 45 this year. That's the most for the Raptors, by the way. Can you imagine if someone said to you, yeah, Siakam is Kawhi? You'd say, what? And I say to you, folks, Siakam's 24. Mark my words. If Kawhi's not with the Raptors next year, and there's a distinct possibility he won't be, they won't be as bad as we think. This guy's great. This guy needs to handle the ball as much as Kawhi is handling the ball. You're saying, now consider you're saying this. Is, yeah. Think of the game that he won that time where he went to the left hand and he yeah. finished. Excellent. Is he not a great finisher? Better than you thought? So athletic. So athletic. So he reminds me of two players from my youth that are both Hall of Famers. And you may have heard these names before. You can go to YouTube and you can look at these guys. There are similarities. One is named Spencer Haywood. Read up on Spencer Haywood. He was a spectacular high school player, 
went hardship in the uh, NBA. It was a whole thing. They went to the Supreme Court. He had gone to the ABA because the NBA wouldn't allow players unless they had graduated their class in college in those days. It was a whole thing. This guy was unbelievable. Spencer Haywood, look him up. The other is Connie Hawkins, a similar type guy. He didn't start in the NBA until he was like 24 years old. And already he was a superstar player. Phoenix Suns, uh, Lakers. He, he, played, he was in his 30s by the time he played for the Lakers. This, these guys were great. They're both Hall of Famers. I'm talking 6'9", athletic both were really good rebounders. I'm not, I don't know if Siakam, I mean, he can certainly go. I don't know if he ever needs to be that guy, that power forward guy. But he can rebound. I'm sure he can knock, the, you know, he can take the rebounds. These guys were great. So anyway, look up Spencer Haywood and look up uh, Connie Hawkins, both from the 70s. Wild, fabulous, virtuoso players. If you gave them the ball in the post, which, which Siakam likes to do, he likes the ball in the post, right? He got, he's got those good moves inside. He could hook that ball. Got a little bit of Marcus All kind of little hooky thing. Sometimes he's got that little stop and pop, he, and he gets his own rebound, good on the offensive board. I'm telling you, Pascal Siakam. How come you're not calling Pascal uh, Spicy P? Oh, come on. <laughs> he doesn't need to have a nickname. Uh, anyway, he's, this year, he's, gonna, he's already the most improved player in the NBA, and he will win that award. Um, 31 minutes a game, uh, 55% shooting, averaging 16 points and 7 rebounds. Went off for the 44. Those are Kawhi-like numbers. and It's if, a pretty good if, fourth uh, scoring option for our Toronto Oh, Raptors. man. 6'9", 225. Dude can play. And, man, I love it. He's got a great first step. He's got a great first step. He can finish at the rim. He's athletic. He's got the big wingspan. He's got the skills to be a dominant player in this league. He's only getting better. And now he's got more support because you've got – and, like, Bobby Webster and Masai Jury are like, dude, we got – Gasol, we can get Jeremy Lin, right? Like the day Fred Van Vliet is like, oh, sorry, it's going to be five more weeks, five more months. And you may, who knows if he comes yeah. back? We got Jeremy Lin, superb. And I know that I said, I tweeted out, he's played for eight teams in eight seasons. Does that bother you, Mike? Well, remember this uh, Lin Sanity of 2011 mm-hmm. was, was a very, it was a comment, like it was a very bright light, but it was a short period of time. I mean, the, the peak was when he hit that three-pointer in Toronto. Over to, Calderon. The, right. That for the long Knicks. one from dead on. That was about a 32-footer. But that's seven years ago, so I think there's sort of like the legend of Jeremy Lin that was like established that winter. That was pretty good though, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But now he's a solid bench guy. Like, he's not that guy. Well, he just became Fred Van Vliet. He, he right. became your first option at point guard. And I'm happy to have him here. Oh, yeah. But he's not the uh, you know, smart, insanity a, 2011 no, Jeremy Lin. No, he's not. But also, but he's a perfect complementary player, as is Gasol. And they're similar players. They see the game. They have a good vision. He's not a selfish player. He's not a gunner. Yeah. He likes to uh, participate in the offense. He's a liability on defense. But so was Calderon. And so, was, I mean, you know, a lot of the guards are, you know, you're going to have to help. That's where you get help from the other guys. Anyway. He sells a lot of jerseys, too. Yeah, I thought about that. Okay, that's um, a buddy of mine's got all. He had all eight Jeremy Lin jerseys. He had all of them. He's got the, you know, and now he's got and and I th- he I think he might have been one of the first to scoop it that night at the game, 
Somebody took a picture with a Scott Stinson, I think. Yeah. Got a shot of him. And I'm like, I, I know that dude. He's got every single Jeremy Lin one. Now, bring Nick Stelkis home. We still need some more bodies. Now, I signed with Cleveland. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. My, my son was telling me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Too late. So your son. Get your son down my here. My son's because my son's friends of his cousin. Get your right. son down here. He knows more. Okay, NBA All-Star Game, uh, All-Star Weekend. So it's got the Celebrity Game, which features the four-point line. Not a three-point shot in Celebrity Game. Oh. You knew this, right? It's called The Ridge. And, of course, it's sponsored by Ruffles, which have ridges. So, Mike... And listeners, here's your celebrity lineup for the NBA um, celebrity game. Mike Coulter, Chris Daughtry, <laughs> Terrence J, Famous Loss, Dr. Oz, I know him, Rhapsody, Bo Reinhardt, J.B. Smith. I know him. Okay, Steve Smith, former NFL great, Aja Wilson, Jay Williams, Jason Weinman. Okay, and if you think that's a great lineup, wait, that's just the home team. Here's the away team. Ronnie 2K, Ray Allen. Not fair. Ray Allen. <laughs> A.J. Buckley, Bad Bunny, Stephanie Dotson, uh, Mark Lassery, the co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's got a few bucks. Uh, Hassan Minaj, Quavo, Adam Ray, Amanda Seals, James Shaw Jr., Brad Williams. The last two are on a podcast called the About Last Night podcast, which I don't know about. Not high-rate name recognition in those two. Come on, they're names. all superstars, and you know it. Dr. Oz is there. Now, there's the Rising Stars game, which features, you know, first and second-year NBA players. It's always fun. That's tonight. Then on Saturday, it's the big one, the Skills Contest, the Three-Point Shooting Contest, and the Slam Dunk Contest, all sponsored by sugary drinks and fast food outlets. Why do you think that is, Mike? Oh, and cars. Cars, sugary drinks, fast food outlets, because that's what NBA fans like. <laughs> I guess all of us do. Um... And then you got Team LeBron against Team Giannis with uh, the mega superstars, the real players, trying their best not to get in the way of the others. Yeah, no defense. And boost. I believe the over-under is 362 or something <laughs> ridiculous number like that. And not there's all the prop bets. Let's go to baseball now. It's the same pictures from spring training every year. I'm convinced that, they just, that the stations just run the same visuals. It's a long-distance shot of the palm trees, the green grass, a bunch of guys in the distance running in the outfield. It's the same. It's, it's from 2009. It is. <laughs> well, why not? Tossing baseball, soft tossing, gently jogging. The Jays season begins in late March this year, the regular season. And by mid-April, I think it's April 15th. Is it April? That's Jackie Robinson Day. Ah, I forget the date. Vladdy Guerrero will uh, come to Toronto, and the official Vladimir Guerrero Jr. era will end. The VGJ, as we're going to call it. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. No, we're not going to This hype that. is uh, at an epic uh, pitch already. He hasn't even arrived at camp yet, but when he does, he'll cause a stir equal to that of Georgia Bell when he arrived late, <laughs> one day late for training camp back in 1988 after he'd won the MVP. Jimmy Williams was his manager. I got into a fight with the great Joe Tilly to see who would interview Bell first. All right? Well, but he's a boxer. Joe Tilly was a boxer. Joe Tilly was an amateur boxer. An am oh, but sorry. my family, a long line of uh, lawyers... Criminal lawyers and uh, lawsuits. Uh, let me tell you, if he would have laid a hand on me, no, he would have put me down. Coming up. Me down. He's a great guy, Joe. Uh, meanwhile, still no movement on free agents Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Have you heard of these guys, by the way, Mike? <laughs> Manny Machado, who I thought on December the 2nd was going to have three, $350 million from somebody. Bryce Harper, same thing. This is quite the story. That was December the 2nd. Guess what? Machado had two meetings with the San Diego Padres. His wife likes San Diego. He likes San Diego. Okay. It's a possibility. Harper, he's been offered, I think, a beer league deal because uh, he's old enough to drink now uh, and play right field for some. Who knows? Whatever happened to this 300 million? 
Well, folks, the owners have gotten together for sure. Don't let anyone tell you anything else. They've got a little pack, a little tontine. Okay, we're not spending this. Kind Don't of you money. have to it's say allegedly? Crazy. Did your lawyer friends or this tell is you? The, that's a podcast. To say what I want. I'm just telling you this right now. There is no way, and you know as well as I do, folks. There's no way that these neither of these two guys has gotten some kind of legitimate, reasonable offer. Okay, it's not north of 300 million, but come on, come on. Do you want me to tell you why? Yeah. Max Scherzer is the loudest opponent of this collusion. He's not. He's not using the word collusion. Come on. And, you know, he's basically saying, come on, this is, you're killing baseball here. This, this hanky-panky, this, you know, you can't do this. The baseball's wrong. Now, why do you think Max Scherzer is saying things like this about the owners? Why would Max Scherzer say this? Do you want to know why, my listeners? How much do you think Max Scherzer will make in salary this year? Take a guess. $20 million. $42 million. How much do you think he makes in, he's going to make next year? 42 million. 42 million. And the year after that, 42 million. So Max Scherzer thinks there's something going on here. Tell you what, Max, maybe you want to give some of that money back and maybe the Nationals sign Bryce Harper. Oh, I don't think you don't want to do that, do you? So shut up, okay? Scherzer, shut up. You make $1.372 million per start. Per start. If you get yanked in the first, it's the same as if a complete game. Per start. You get over a million per start. And you've got the chutzpah, the unmitigated gall, the audacity. All right? It's your fault that the owners are tightening the purse strings, dude. $42 million. No wonder the owners want to keep salaries down. They've been trying to do it since the year of the small potato, or at least since free agency. When Charlie Finley said, how much for Reggie Jackson? How much for Catfish Hunter? You want how much? You want $175,000? Guess what? They got way more than that. Way more. It's the, uh, the millionaires versus the billionaires. Man, oh, man, oh, Pick man. Pick a side. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Baseball spring training. And how much do you think, seriously? I mean, that's, you think these, they're all talking money. In spring training, every single player, yeah, Machado hasn't signed yet. Neither, oh, man. Glad I got my deal. Okay, whistling past the gravesite here. I'm telling you right now, you're going to see him on his knees. Please sign me for $25 million a year. I don't know about that, Manny. Mm, don't think so, Bryce. Sorry, that Scherzer making 42 mil over there. Trivia question today is brought to you by Panthers Original Del... Oh, sorry, wait. Uh, Canadian women beat the American women in uh, ice hockey. It's called the Challenge... What is it called? It's a, it's a three-game series, right? Well, it's because well, they don't have any other nation to play against each other, so you've got to get this... Ri the Rivalry Cup, right? Is that it? The Rivalry big something, whatever. It's great, Right? Uh, uh, the, Le uh, the Leafs, what am I saying? They won, um, Team Canada won. They beat the USA uh, last night at the uh, Scotiabank Center. And then um, Sunday is the final game in Detroit. Okay? Series tied 1 1. Exciting. Yeah. It was really exciting. But this is not, just for the record, this is yeah. not the World Cup or, I mean, whatever, doesn't the World matter. Championship. It doesn't matter. It's okay. just as important. Beating we... the Americans, it doesn't matter what the tournament is. It could be okay. a pond hockey. Mm -hmm. We beating the Americans, Americans beating us in hockey, Mike? No. No. I'm telling all of you. I don't even care. Those of you who are listening in the United States, and I know you're there because I know, I know Houston, Fort Myers, Florida, Rancho Cucamonga. I know, I know where you are, okay? I know all of you guys, okay? I'm telling you right now, we're better than you when it comes to hockey. We always will be. We don't care if you have that many more people. We, are, we don't care if you have way more facilities. 
Doesn't work that Even way. Even though they my have book Austin is a, Matthews. My book is about that guy. Philadelphia wouldn't have any hockey players if it wasn't for my guy, George Orton, a Canadian. Shows up in Philadelphia. What do you mean nobody plays hockey here? Invents the sport there. Says to people, uh, says to his Canadian classmates, guys, did you bring some sticks? Let's go. Teaches people in Philadelphia this great sport of hockey. There would be no Philadelphia Flyers. There would be no goaltending problems in Philadelphia because there wouldn't be any hockey team in Philadelphia because people would have said, hockey, what's that? Anyway, I digress. Speaking of hockey trivia brought to you by Panthers Original Deli, the Toronto Maple Leafs have had six goaltenders who caught with their right hand. Can you name three of them? One's in the Hall of Fame. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Raycroft. No. (laughs) Johnny Bauer. No. And Peter Ng. No. Okay. It's rare. It's ra- I'm trying to think of the rarity of it. It's way more rare than a left-handed shooter in uh, basketball, right? It's about as rare as a left-footed kicker in football. I, I don't know about that. Uh, switch hitters, no, I'm a left-handed shooter. So I'm trying to think of uh, a way. A left-handed throwing quarterback? No, I think there's more left-handed throwing quarterbacks than, left, than right-handed catching goalie. Jim Ralph, right-handed catching goalie. That's why he had so much trouble. Okay? <laughs> and, I, and Tony Esposito was as well. There you go. Two right-handed catches. That's why he wasn't going to make Chicago. All right, here they are. Ready? In inverse order of a final appearance, the last right-handed catching goalie for the Maple Leafs was Jean-Sebastien Aubin. Oh, I liked him. 06 and 07. Yeah. Tom Barrasso. Wow. Who some say should be in the Hall of Fame. He's in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, but not the, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, in 01, 02. Darren Poopa. Wow. Actually, Oops. Grant Fuhr, I believe. Yeah, Grant Fuhr was before. It would have been after Darren Poopa. So Grant Fuhr, who's in the Hall of Fame. Darren Poopa. Mike Palmatier. Of course. And the first from Fort Erie, Ontario, Don Simmons. Now I'm talking about the modern-day Leafs, not these guys in the 20s who played pickup hockey in <laughs> 20 games a year. No offense to those guys. It's, uh, it's I all don't they had remember Don days. Simmons. Don Simmons. Are you kidding? Uh, goalie equipment. Famous from Fort Erie, Ontario. There you go. There's the six. Uh, and uh, our trivia is brought to you by Panzer's Original Deli. Okay, so folks, here's the deal, right? New sponsor. What's that sound? I love this sound. You hear that? That's a Titan Blade. This is Minor Hockey Confidential, brought to you by Titan Blades. T-Y-D-A-N, Blades. Want to skate like the pros? It's all in the blades. Listen. Yeah. There you go. I think this is you and Dave Bedini and the guys on uh, the Soarin' Park ice there. Yeah. (laughs) Go to TitanBlades.com and get a step on your competition. These guys supply for like... uh, and hundreds of NHL players, <clears throat> right? I told you, Austin Matthews, 100 and 101. So it's, uh, it's Minor Hockey Confidential. I know you've got stories about Minor Hockey. I know. I've got them. Mike's got them. Lonely end of the rink. I've seen it. So we want your stories. Story number one, Dateline, Waterloo, Ontario. A hockey dad from the AAA minor midget, Waterloo Wolves, who apparently attacked his son's coach on the bench, is facing an indefinite suspension from all team activities. That means he'll be banned from Waterloo Arenas and those across southwestern Ontario where the Wolves may play. That from Alliance Hockey Executive Director Tony Martindale. So the guy goes behind the bench, goes on the bench, the, the, the father, and attacks the coach while the game's going on in front of minor midgets, in front of like 15-year-old, 14, 15-year-old kids. Wow. And someone took a photo of it. So you see on the photo, you can't identify either of the guys, but it's pretty obvious there's a tussle going on there. So, whoa, shouldn't we know about this stuff? 
The unnamed parent photographed locked in a tussle on the Waterloo bench during game three of a playdown series between the Wolves and the Elgin Middlesex Chiefs out of Camoka, Ontario, beautiful little area near London. Uh, this uh, parent has the right to appeal the suspension. So indefinite suspension. So uh, actually, it's a lifetime suspension because it's not only for this year and all the playoffs, but it's for any future years that his son plays for this team. What the hell? Now, Martindale said the incident was, quote, an internal thing, and that's the way we want to keep it. We have to deal with it with the coaches and the parents, but we will deal with it internally. I can't have it be a distraction for the boys. It's an important year. You know why it's an important year? Because minor midget players are getting good looks from scouts. They're at every game. Right. These are kids that are born in 2003, so they're in their OHL draft year. So this is an important year. We can't have these stories leaking out to the public. But, folks, I know you know what's going on. Somebody knows what's going on and who this guy was. I need to know. We need to know. The public should know. I don't think it should be an internal thing. That's just my uh, impression. Uh, by the way, the Wolves eliminated the Chiefs in a six-point playoff series. The semifinals begin tonight at the, uh, the Rim Arena, the Research in Motion in Waterloo, the Rim, uh, Rim Park. The Wolves host the Kitchener Junior Rangers. The parent in question will not be allowed to attend Unless he's wearing a really good disguise. And they can't <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. was like, damn it, I don't care. I want to see my son. This is what I would do. I'm not recommending this to anyone. The sponsor, Titan Blades, has nothing to do. Right. The following commentary is strictly that of the host. No one else is, this is what I think. This is what I would do if it was me. First of all, I would never run down and attack a coach. But if I had gotten suspended and I want to see my, and it's the playoffs, man. I, I for sure devise a way. Now, it's hard for me. I'm six foot three and fairly recognizable, but I would, I would devise a way. You need a Jim Taddy mustache. Some, no, that would be too high. <laughs> it would have to be something, right? It would have to be something. But I would find a way, by hook or by crook. I'd pay somebody. I'd pay the Zamboni driver. I said, look, I'm just, I don't care. Here's how much do you want? Cash. <laughs> I'd find a way in there. So anyway, I'm like, this guy, and if I'm him, I'm thinking, I'm, how do I get in and see my son play? But anyway, that's a, that's a terrible thing to say. Uh, Mike, did you ever see a parent attack a coach on the bench? Oh, never. Ne but don't forget, my kid's not good enough for that level. Like What my kid, level? My kid's house league. What are you talking about? I, in house league, all the parents Mike, are pretty chill. Mike, <laughs> I told you. Did <laughs> I not tell you about the guy <laughs> the who urinated scouts, on the referee's right? car? Yeah, yeah. That was a house league game. <laughs> Mike, it was a house league game. It was a playoff game, but it was a house league game. Here's one thing about my boys' games. There's no scouts there. Yes. Oh, okay, all right. So. <laughs> but I will say this. If those kids have scouts there and they want an edge over their, uh, the other players, yeah. Titan Blades. T-Y-D-A-N, by the way, is Titan. Uh, Titan Blades. That's how you get an edge you, uh, over the other guys. You want to get, I know you, you want to get Titan Blades for your kid's skates. You want your uh, yeah, kid, maybe you want, you want your kid. <laughs> hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with your kid being in house league. But when you're a parent, you can say, yeah, my kid's AAA. AAA? Well, you're this close to the NHL. I have a four-year-old, so I still have hope. You know what? Listen, that's when you get them on the blades. <laughs> you get them on the correct blades. Right. And before you know it, they're, they're playing with the, Your four-year-old's going to be playing with nine-year-olds. You had and me the at Austin Matthews. Right. And the parents of the nine-year-olds are going to be going, what is it with that kid? Okay, What's that kid skating on? Anyway, enough. The sponsor's got plenty. That's it for Minor Hockey Confidential, brought to you by Titan Blades. Austin Matthews of the Leafs skates on Titan Blades. Maybe you should, too. Go to TidenBlades.com, T-Y-D-A-N, Blades.com. Tell them Hebsey sent you. By the way, did you know that in Quebec, um, they just passed uh, a law that all minor hockey parents have to sign this code of conduct? Now, the code we of conduct, it's been around for years, but okay. in the province of Quebec, if a parent tells a child 
to fight another player. So there's a brawl going on, let's say. Right. And the parent goes, Timmy, get in there and take that guy. That parent immediately will be confronted, will have to go through a mediation process, and will face a disciplinary committee for even suggesting Good. that their child engage in any unseemly and unsavory activity in minor hockey. The problem is, Mike, parents get away with this all the time. These laws have no teeth. None of them. I guarantee this internal matter with this guy. Come on, whatever the case was, come on. People saw this happening. The kids saw it happening. It happened on the bench. You can't let them get away with it. You can't do that. All right, before we go, for subscribers only, and that's you because you're listening to the show, Tuesday, February 26th, Jasper Dandy is a, f- a very cool bar. Used to be a country bar. Big, great spot. We're having the book launch for the greatest athlete you've never heard of, 725 Queen Street East. If you get there and someone says, have you got an invitation, you know what you say? You say, Hebsy sent me. Hebsy sent me. And the only way they're going to know that Hebsy sent them is they're going to say, oh, you must be a listener. And if that's the case... Right, if you get there early enough, free beer. Wow. Yeah. So, what day again? February twenty sixth. Tuesday, February twenty sixth. Starts at seven o'clock. Jasper Dandy. All right. I'll be a little later than yeah. that though. Now, now, li- now, game. listen. Now, now, listen. If now, folks, please don't tell someone who doesn't listen to the podcast and bring them along. Okay, it's it's subscribers only. So, if someone doesn't subscribe to the podcast and 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 they're there, they're just going to feel out of their element. They're not going to get. They're not going to get what we're talking about. Anyways, for the book launch, I hope you can come. That would be awesome. It would be great to see you. Come on over. Uh, get a book. You know, uh, schmooze. You should, some really cool people are going to be there. I can't mention. Okay? Comedy by David Schultz and Gare Joyce. But I can't, I can't say anything more than that. Can't say it. That'll do it for episode number 77. 77? What? what? <laughs> 77. Paul Coffee. Paul Coffee was 77, right? Coffee? He did. He yeah. wore seven with Edmund. But then he changed to 77. Yes, with the other. Right. But look, I can't have both him and Ray Bork together. All right. All right. Paul Coffee is now officially part of episode 77. My apologies to Paul Coffee. Thanks, as always, to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. A big thank you to our new sponsor, Tiden Blades, D Y D A N Blades.com. If they can make Austin Matthews and dozens of other NHLers better, imagine what their blades can do for you or your child. Can you believe that on the night he scores his 100th and 101st NHL goals, it, the next day, his blades sponsor it on this show. What a stroke of luck. Um, also, my book, The Greatest Athlete You've Never Heard of, available in stores now. Find it at your favorite bookstore online, at Chapters Indigo or Amazon, or contact me and I'll autograph a copy for you and send it off. But you have to write a nice review for the book. Okay, Even if, even if you have to lie, you've got to promise me at least four stars. Okay. Then I'll autograph it for you. If I find that you didn't for a start, I come back and I get the book. Thanks for allowing us into your headspace. This is an independently produced podcast. We have no corporate master to bow down to, which means you get unfiltered, passionate sports commentary twice a week. I'm Mark Hebsher, and we're back with another episode of Hebsey on Sports very soon. I'm really looking forward to it and meeting you. Until then, so long for now.